skills, interests, and experience. So every hire you make is a win for your business. Go to linkedin.com slash sports and get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash sports. linkedin.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Welcome to the following presentation from Learfield IMG College. And thanks for listening to University of Richmond Athletics. It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway in the West End. Tonight's show is brought to you by... CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry, Glory Days Grill, and Lux Chevrolet. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508, by email spidertalk at richmond.edu, or on Twitter using at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Voice. 106 to go, first half, 25-17, Richmond. Here's Russell driving to the basket against Grace, and he lays it up and in. Uh, he's going to keep forcing it. He plays like Blake Francis. He, yes. he just Volume of shots. He'll, he'll be aggressive. Even that one was contested. He just happened to make that one. Now Francis with a pull-up three. Swish over Russell. Blake Francis in double figures with 10. And the Spiders with a nine-point lead. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is Spider Talk on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. And the Spiders Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We are back with Spider Talk from Glory Days Grill in Richmond's West End, our first show of 2020. We welcome you to the program. We hope you all had a great holiday season. Happy New Year. It's been off to a great start. The Spiders ringing in the new year in grand fashion with back-to-back Atlantic 10 victories that we will talk about tonight on Spider Talk with head coach Chris Mooney. Bob Black with you at Glory Days Grill. Another great crowd in attendance. We appreciate everyone who's come in and also tuned in tonight as well. If you're in the area, come on by and join us for some Spider and college basketball talk Tonight, we have a couple of very special guests coming up during the course of the hour program. We'll be with you till 6.30 this evening. Associate Head Coach Rob Jones makes his yearly appearance with us. I think we've time-honored tradition done this with Rob at least once a year. And Rob joins us tonight. And Spider Sophomore Center Matt Grace will be joining us a little bit later as well. He had a terrific week in the first two games and the wins over St. Joe's and yesterday at Rhode Island. Before we get into the meat of our show, just a couple of housekeeping things. As you heard, the text number, the Twitter feed, the email address, we would love for you to do that to interact on the program with us tonight. And those of you in attendance, if you've got questions, by all means, bring them up to us during our commercial breaks, and we'll be glad to go through those when we get back on the air. And then secondly, speaking of on the air, even though we are back on the air after a two-week break, tonight we are not here Next Monday night, another quirk in the Spider schedule this year. It's been a little bit odd with a lot of Sunday games and a lot of different games, Thursdays, different days. The Spiders next week have a Tuesday game at Davidson, so Monday becomes the travel day for the Spiders. So we will be on the road Monday afternoon and evening next week, so no Spider talk next Monday. We're back the following Monday, and at that point it will be 
every consecutive Monday through the rest of the college basketball season, and we will continue to remind you of that. You are, by all means, invited to come to Glory Days next Monday night if you'd like, just to have dinner and enjoy five ninety nine Burger Night if you'd like, but there'll be no Spider Talk next Monday night. All right, Spider Talk tonight, Coach. Congratulations. Great two wins. Happy holidays and a great start to the new year. Yeah, happy New Year. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Thank you. These two games a little bit different in their style this week, Chris, the St. Joe's and Rhode Island games, but the one common denominator was spider defense. If you could just speak a little bit to the way the Spiders played defense against St. Joe's and shut down at the time the league's leading scorer, and then the way your guys played defense yesterday and shut down again the league's leading scorer. Well, yeah, I would say that was uh, that was certainly the most consistent uh, part of our uh, of the two games. Uh, we really played extremely well defensively. Uh, obviously, you really, really have to on the road, and uh, I thought our defensive effort was excellent. You know, I, I can recall uh, you know a couple of plays where we thought guys might have been a step slow or a little bit out of position, but really not very many. Uh, it was very important to. To defend well because Rhode Island can be a very explosive team, a high-scoring team, uh, and St. Joe's, of course, a very a high-scoring team. And so, uh, I was really pleased with how, how we defended and the whole team. Uh, I thought our our guards and, and you know to include Andre and Woj um, and and our front court guys really defended uh, defensively, rebounded for the most part, um, and and really did a great job. I thought our offense against St. Joe's we had three. Real tremendous stretches of offense, explosive offense uh, against Rhode Island. After about the first five or six minutes of the game, I thought we were pretty good on offense, uh, but our defense was good, I thought, just about every possession of both games. The other aspect then that's coming of age, and we talked about this yesterday on the pregame show as well, has been the bench play, and not necessarily contributing points, although certainly a guy like Jake Wojcik is doing that for you, but just the overall contributions when asked to contribute by really the five guys that are coming off of the bench. Yeah, tremendous. I think those guys have, as they've gotten older, you know, uh, they're all young players, a freshman and, and four sophomores, but as they've gotten older, and, and uh, certainly uh, Jake and Andre have a lot of game experience, but I've uh, gotten older and really have found great ways to contribute. Andre is uh, just a, you know, he contributes so much, so often in so many ways. I mean, he's really a tremendous defender. Uh, Woj has, you know, he got us a really big basket in the first half last night. Uh, he's very tough and can plays hard. Tyler, I thought, you know, he made that three. I thought we were in for a long, a long day. They were defending us really well. He made that three in transition, really helped things to loosen up. And as I've said many times, I think he's going to be a special player. So, uh, along with Sal and Matt, I think the bench has really shown how much it can help us and how valuable those guys are. One time in particular in yesterday's game to dissect it a little bit, Jacob Gilliard goes out with that second foul with 8.42 to go in the first half, something that doesn't happen very often. He hasn't committed very many fouls all year long, and you elect to keep him on the bench. The Spiders are down three when he goes out with that second foul and an 18-4 to run by your guys the rest of the first half to take the lead for good. Yeah, really, I mean, surprising. You know, the first thing we said was when we took him out was when are we going to put him back in? And, uh, you know, because we trust him to play with a couple of fouls more than some other guys. And so, uh, but, of course, we started to, we, we played very well. And uh, I thought Nate uh, was great in that stretch. Blake Woj, as I said, I think got, got a big basket in that stretch. And, then when we didn't have to put him back in and, and we were, you know, ahead, uh, that was really a, um, 
really something to be thankful for because I thought Jacob played tremendously in the second half and, you know, played like he usually does in controlling the game and uh, making some big plays to kind of really carry the game from, you know, from that six to eight minute mark through to kind of when when the game was decided uh but yeah to be able to do that on the road at rhode island against a team that hadn't lost at home is impressive we build it as kind of a matchup between two of the best defensive guards not only in the conference but in the nation in jacob gilliard and fats russell who were two and three in steals in the nation now they're three and four after yesterday but the one difference i noticed between the two of them chris and maybe you can speak to this i think russell has twice as many personal fouls as Jacob Gilead. I think he had 40-some, and Jake had 21 or so coming into the game. And I think that speaks a little bit to the high basketball IQ that we talk about all the time for Jacob. Not that Russell doesn't sure. have it as well, yeah. but I just think Jake is on another another level. Yeah, when I think it was like 16 minutes or so when Russell picked up his fourth, and Rob had said, that's Russell's fourth. And I just I said, it could, that, can't, that can't be right, you know, and uh, things were going too well, you know. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, but, yeah, I think Jacob is, you know, uh, Russell's a pretty physical player and, and takes some chances and goes for steals, and I think that's probably what separates Jacob from almost everybody is, you know, the steal that he got at half court last night in semi-transition, no one gets that steal. That, that's not, you know, uh, slapping down on a post player or, or guessing and being in the passing lane. Those are steals that, uh, you know, really good defenders get. The, the steal that he got at half court yesterday and, and you know, <laughs> Dozens and dozens of others are, are steals that nobody gets. It does, doesn't exist, you know. And um, you know those are huge, huge turns in in the game. And uh, you know he has, as I've said, he has the best instincts and understanding of basketball of anybody we've ever had. And um, you know at, on the defensive end, there are just stretches where it's it's beyond belief. And to go with that, he is almost. I can't remember the last time he was in foul trouble before this before Sunday. He will be the first to tell you this, but not even Greg Beckwith gets steals like that. And Jacob is about to ba- break Beck's record, although we kidded with him Sunday. It lives for one more week, That's right. <laughs> probably because you kept him out of the game long That's enough right. last night. Yeah, so Beck was Beck's poking records, me. Yeah, exactly. yep, yep, his record will live for one more week until Saturday night. They're tied right now, and Jacob will certainly break it, we say, on yeah. Saturday night against St. Louis. All right, we've talked a lot of defense, so that's a perfect opportunity for you to talk a little bit and brag upon what I think we would call your unofficial defensive coordinator of the Spiders. We have talked so much about the transition of defense to -to man-to-man and now how good it has actually been and what Rob Jones' role in all of that has been as we bring Rob into our broadcast tonight. Yeah, so, uh, you know, really about four years ago we started playing uh, a little bit of man-to-man, a little bit of uh, of the matchup uh, for for prior to that we had played almost all matchup a few possessions to coach McGeehan's uh, chagrin of, of zone um, and so you know we made that change at probably going into TJ's uh, TJ and Chandra senior year you know and, and uh, you know a hard part about that this kind of stuff is TJ and Chandra uh, were by far our best players but not necessarily our best defensive players and so they they were they were older and, and so committed and, and those kinds of things. And we, we kind of split. And we thought that was a good idea. Uh, and then as we were so young here last year, especially, we, we, we didn't think we could handle two sets of defense. And so at the end of the year, uh, you know, Rob and I sat down and I, you know, we just said, hey, we, we, we need to be a man-to-man team. And uh, I'd like you to, to do it 100% and, uh, you know, just – everything we can from our culture to our you know vocabulary to 
every you know things that we're going to do every single day, the exact way we're going to prepare, the way we're going to do scouting reports. A lot, a lot changed, and uh, you know, Rob took that, and and uh, you know, for, for those who don't know, he's an incredibly hard worker, very diligent, and uh, I thought he would be the perfect person for that. You know, uh, one thing, you know, I, and this is my opinion: defense is really so different from offense. You know, offense. I think one of the reasons we've been pretty, uh, pretty good on offense is we don't have, uh, you know, you don't have to V cut at this angle and you don't have to face the basket and put your elbow in a certain way. And because I think that's very distracting and unnatural, whereas defense is, is that, you know, you do have to have your toe here and you have to, and you know, there is some, some real exacting things. And so to do both of those things well is really a challenge. And so, um, we 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 knew we were going to do it, and we wanted to put it in Rob's hands, and, and uh, obviously he's done a tremendous job. Absolutely has. Rob, how did you start the process once you and Chris kind of had that conversation and you knew this was going to be your baby? How did you dive into it? There were a lot of conversations back and forth. Uh, Chris and I talked a lot about it, talked with other coaches, just tried to get uh, a big – base of of thoughts and ideas and then try to whittle it down and into the simplest form to try to be uh something that we were going to be committed to because we knew that that was going to be the biggest part of our summer was being committed to the way that we were going to play defense and 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 informing those habits because you know so often you you feel like you can just improve overnight and you're just going to be good at these things uh there was a lot of growing pains uh, along the way and and there still will be um, we, we've had setbacks throughout the season. We've had moments when we were really good on defense. We've had times when we weren't. So we, we know that it's a continual uh, process that we've got to continue to grow and continue to work at it. But the guys have done a tremendous job in, in, in buying into it and being committed to those habits, those daily habits. What was the summer like in those terms, and how did you feel they did embrace it at first, and I think maybe having an older group maybe helped. I'm not sure. Maybe it didn't help because they were so used to certain ways. No, I think it definitely did. I think there was a there was a maturity um, about just the from day one of the summer as to we knew it was something that was a an extreme weakness that we needed to improve on if we wanted to be the team that we were going to be, mm-hmm. and and the guys were committed to it and and it wasn't you know in the in the middle of july having uh individual breakdown drills of of defense isn't what any player dreams of doing um but to our guys credit they 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 fought through it and they and they kept they kept each other in in check with it and and they were committed to the to the overall growth process I will make this observation. I think I made it on the air yesterday when it was going so well, particularly in the first half, that it actually looks like our guys are having fun on defense, much to your point, Chris and Rob, Mm -hmm. about players don't dream necessarily about playing defense. If not fun, at least pride. It does seem like there's a pride amongst these guys about playing good, uh, fundamentally sound defense. Mm -hmm. It has been stressed so much through through the summer and into the practices that I, I do think that our guys have have taken some some pride in that, and um, you know it's been stressed uh, through film, through our drills, through our conversations. So they hear about it on a, on a on a regular basis, and and it is something that I do think that the guys, especially in the locker room following that game yesterday, I think the guys were 
we're proud of the defensive effort and, and the, obviously the result of the game, but, but very proud of the defensive effort. Uh, in the last two games, before we get to a break, what was the key in shutting down the league's leading scorer Thursday in Ryan Daly, who was averaging over 20 points a game? He wound up scoring eight, and that left the number one spot to Fats Russell. When you saw him yesterday for Rhode Island, he was averaging over 20 points a game. He goes one for 12 with three points in the game those are two tremendous defensive efforts against two of the top offensive guys in the league Mm -hmm. our our guys have done a terrific job of not making it it's not a one-on-one battle you know our guys have played team defense our guys have tried to help each other out so much about what we do is the guy that's guarding the ball has to be able to trust the guy to the right and to the left and to be able to help them Um, everything's about helping your teammate to be able to keep the ball in front and, and I thought we did a really good job of that yesterday. You, you look at Daly and you look at Russell, two totally different players. Um, and we guarded them with multiple players in each of those games. And, and it was really an impressive you know, team performance in, in how we were able to guard those guys. Going to shift gears here, Chris, as we go to the break and into our middle segments. Uh, Matt Grace seemed to come of age the past couple of games. What did you see before we bring him up here in his game and why maybe something triggered over the last couple of games, if indeed that's the case? Yeah, well, I think uh, so. I, I tell, I have probably told Matt this 50 times since he's been here that I really think, I feel like I feel like he's a better player than he thinks he is sometimes. And I, and I always am telling him to think like a great player. He has outstanding instincts and probably second to TJ, but it's close in terms of knowing when to pass, how to play, where to move to, how to help guys get open. Really tremendous in that way. He's a very good shooter. He's an excellent um, position defender, has a great feel, and just feel for the space of the court and where his players are and where we could get, could get beaten. And... Uh, you know, but he's in a he's in a unique role, and when you come in and you're backing up Grant, who's been all conference twice in two years, uh, so maybe you're thinking you're just trying to bridge the gap until Grant can get back in there. Uh, and I want him to really kind of go full out because I I really do think he's a such a good player, uh, and he's just so good. He's so fun to play with. You know, if you're playing in a game, to have a big guy who you can throw the ball to who has is such a great passer and has such a good feel for the game. That re- makes it really fun to play, and uh, so I I don't necessarily know why he's had he's had good games, uh, but he was he was excellent the, the last two games, um, and you know he he's just he can he can he could play with anyone at any time because because of his versatility and his passing and his sense, and that really makes things helpful, uh, and I'm you know very happy for him because I, uh, because of how good I think he is. We will hear from Matt Grace in just a moment when we come back. Spider Talk from Glory Days Grill, Glen Eagle Shopping Center, Richmond's West End. We're live on ESPN 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM, and the Spider Sports Network. Ah, the weekend. 48 hours of such pure freedom, we often start dreaming about it on Monday. You know who doesn't care about the weekend? Car dealers. They think nothing of tying up your weekend, haggling, shuffling paperwork, and upselling you on a car you can't afford. It doesn't have to be this way. At CarMax, you can shop for the car you want the way you want, in our stores or on your couch, with pickups in no time or delivery straight to your door in select markets. So when we say, have a good weekend, we really mean it. And that's the way it should be. CarMax. 
for all things spiders. Whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. Mom, Dad. Before you throw out those unused medicines, just think for a minute. Grandma, Grandpa, all you guys take meds. That's why you got to dispose of your old pills correctly. Those pills for your back pain or migraines. When you throw them in the trash, those medicines can become lethal in the wrong hands. Our Our hands. hands. You may be finished with that medicine. But those pills are making me real popular at school. My brother James could think they're candy. Our dog loves to get in the garbage, and those meds can make him sick or worse. So So stop. stop. There are better ways to dispose of your unused meds. There are lots of police stations, local pharmacies, and hospitals that are approved to take in unused meds and dispose of them safely. Disposal sites are close by. It's easy, and it's the right thing to do. For For us. The ones you love. To find a medicine disposal site near you, visit www.safe.pharmacy. A public service message from the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at ESPN Richmond. Keeping you up to date 24-7. We are 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's get back to Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center for more of Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Chris Mooney. Live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Off to Gilliard, left sideline. Feeds Grace on the left baseline. Works on Edwards, trying to back his way into the lane. Tough shot inside. Grace with a jump hook. And Matt Grace hooks one into the basket for his first two of the night. Love the move. Love the confidence. He hasn't had an opportunity to get a lot of plays like that. And he backed his man right to the hole. Matt Grace in that St. Joseph's game for the Spiders in the win at the Robbins Center. Had four points in 13 minutes. One for one from the field. Two for two from the free throw line. Career high four rebounds. Three assists, as I said, in 13 minutes. And then followed that up yesterday coming off of the bench with three more rebounds. Had an assist. Played another 11 minutes as the Spider bench solid in both of those games. And Matt Grace, one of the reasons why. And he joins us tonight on Spider Talk, the Spider Sophomore Center. We welcome him to Glory Days all the way from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, one of our two Canadians, both of whom had big games uh, this week for the Spiders. Matt, thanks for joining us. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, same question. Uh, why this week? What do you think uh, happened for you in these two games that really got you going the way you did? And, and how, how good does it feel to be able to help the team in the ways that you did, whether it was scoring, rebounding, passing the basketball? Um, it felt really good. I mean, I always just try to go in there and do whatever I can to help us win, whether it's scoring, playing hard on D, getting rebounds, passing the ball. Um, I just try to do whatever I can to help, and it felt good to do that. Does your confidence raise when you do the type of things you've done in the past couple of games, as Coach was alluding to? He's obviously always imploring you to think even more confidently. Yeah, it always helps to see a couple of shots go down, just like have a couple of good practices um, and see it translate into the games. It, it definitely gives me more confidence and helps me do more things on the court, yeah. One of the things that I think is unique about your role right now is you pretty much know you're getting in the game in the first four minutes. Either you or Sal, 
yeah. getting in the game in the first four minutes because Coach has made a point to get Grant out of there and get him a breather early in the game and kind of manipulate his minutes a little bit early so he's fresh later. What are you watching when the game starts knowing that there's a pretty good chance before the first TV timeout you're going to be in the game? Yeah, well, just being ready is like the biggest thing because like you said, right away, first three minutes, you got to get in there, whether it's me or Sal, and just staying ready, it's big, watching the other big guys, how they're do- how they're playing, what they're doing, their plays, because usually you're going up against their starters too. So, mm-hmm. Chris, uh, how do you think that has unfolded? Because as you mentioned on this show a couple weeks ago, you have made a concerted effort to do that to benefit Grant, but also probably to benefit guys like Matt and Sal to get in the game relatively quickly. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I-, I think that it's I think that it's been pretty good. You know, Grant. Uh, played an incredible amount of minutes last year for such a big guy and uh one thing we had talked about in the offseason was trying not to play him nearly as much uh and and just giving him you know we've always talked about it's giving the guy the breaks as much as it is the total minutes and when he can come out so trying to get him out of there so he can have that time and the media uh and then uh you know be having confidence in in matt and sal you know we i think we've done it every game i'm not i'm not positive but i think we've done it every game and having those guys go in there and get an early you know it's, it's good for them to 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 get in the game early rather than come in you know at a critical time or you know late in the half when it's a uh eight seconds on the shot clock or something like that. They go in, they get the, they get a feel for the game, and then know kind of they're on a, a, a pretty good pattern the rest of the night. Matt, how much have you guys talked about the contribution you can make to help this team off of the bench? We talk about it all the time, obviously, whether it's Jake putting in points or Andre playing defense or what you're doing in your role, that you guys kind of talk about the importance that you have to help this team. Yeah, well, I mean, especially Jake and Andre. I mean, they started last year. They have a lot of experience in the court, so – they know they can do a lot, and then me and Sal as well, and Tyler as a freshman, we all feel like we can do, really help us when we get out there. Are you guiding him along a little bit, Tyler? I mean, being the only uh, scholarship freshman out there, particularly you and Sal, perhaps, who, who just went through it last year with not as many minutes, as you said, as Andre and Jacob had. Yeah, a little bit, just like um, helping him out with the whole coming off the bench aspect. I mean, he probably didn't really do that much in high school, so getting him accustomed to that help him out a bit. Rob, what type of defensive player are you finding Matt Grace to be? A terrific positional, positional defensive player, like very good. We, we talk about that a lot in, in terms of his, his ball screen coverage and, and just overall his positioning on the court. Matt's got a really good feel for the game, and his, his intellect and understanding things is, is very good. Quick learner, so he's been, uh, he's been good. So what was the transition like, Matt? You were only here one year, obviously, the matchup, the different style of defense. When word comes out, you guys are going man-to-man and pretty much exclusively man-to-man this season. Uh, How did you try to embrace that? I mean, we've been working on it ever since the season ended, really, Um, doing closeout drills ever since last May. I mean, we've done enough closeouts to, I don't know, (laughs) I'm tired of that. So we've been working on it for a long time, and uh, it's just – I feel like it's really working, and I like it. So. What was your guys' uh, kind of mindset at the end of last season about defense, knowing that, hey, it had to improve? Yeah, we knew it had to improve. We were, like, ranking some of the worst statistics in a lot of the defensive categories, so we knew we had to get a lot better at it. And, uh, I mean, like I said, we just started working on it right ever since last spring, so it's really helped us. Uh, so what's the mindset now? I used the phrase in the last segment that it almost looks like you guys are having fun playing defense. I think offense is the more fun part of basketball, but that at least there's really a pride 
in shutting down an opposing top scorer or, more importantly, an opposing team? Yeah, I was actually just thinking that yesterday too myself. Like, I never really liked defense too much, but it's actually kind of fun when you hold them to like 19 points in the first half. It, it makes you feel good about yourself. You know? <laughs> wow, Chris, when you hear that, that That's must great. say, wait a minute, they're buying in, aren't That's they? for sure, for sure. There has, uh, they, like, you know, and Matt, Matt said it, I mean, uh, you know, we were pretty open and honest with the guys when we, when we started it. And we, you know, I think, I think we knew how much work it was going to take the guys probably had an understanding about how much work it was going to take and uh and as important as anything are the habits that we're trying we were trying to build and are still trying to build and uh and improve upon so uh they've been really really good there's been no you know there was no resistance or anything like that i think the guys had an understanding of of what we needed to do and had an understanding of how much was going to go into it um matt how much do you perhaps draw back on those painful memories of the summertime now and you're able to say wow that really did help us yeah i mean i guess i guess it did pay off in the end <laughs> i mean it, it sucked at the moment all summer doing all those closeouts but it was worth it you know i'll give you a little inside radio here there's a phrase that our salespeople have that say you're not running the commercial enough until people start complaining that they're hearing the commercial too much that's the first thing i thought of when matt said i'm tired of running the closeout drills in the summer so maybe (laughs) coaches you ran him enough because now he's complaining they ran him too much that's right (laughs) fairly you know there's there's an equation an equation to that there um how different is year two than year one for you i mean you're a long way from home obviously uh how different has it been to to kind of know what's going on at the university of richmond whether it's on the basketball court or on campus yeah i think it helps out having that whole year of experience in my in my back pocket um and also like the whole summer to to improve a lot i feel like it's helping me a lot just to kind of know what to expect and not be like like last year first conference games you know you don't really know what to expect having gone through it last year now i kind of know what to expect here and i think it helps did you feel a different mindset when conference play started this week i think jacob gilliard had talked to us last week and said hey you know you try to take every game as the most important game but there is a a different feel and mindset once we get into conference yeah definitely it's 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 not exactly a new season but it kind of is at the same time like it's it's different than conference play and non-conference play, so, yeah, different. Chris, did you kind of sense that, not only from yourself and the coaches, but from the players, that uh, they certainly understood that there was something different about conference play starting? Yeah, it always gets ratcheted up, and everything just seems more tense, you know what I mean? Uh, from my, I'm always trying to not have that much tension at, you know, pregame meal, for example. But, uh, but yeah, you can just tell it's such a buildup. You're so familiar with the team's. You know, the scouting report, St. Joe's is different this year, obviously, but, you know, you have a really good understanding about, you know, the plays they do run, that they have run, the players that they have, and so it, everything is, is ratcheted up. So speaking of pregame meal, let me talk about this now before I forget about it, and then we'll take a break and, and talk a little bit more about some other topics with Matt, but pregame meal yesterday was at 8 a.m. because the game was at noon. There was some questioning about was there a difference between playing a Wednesday, Saturday, and Thursday, Sunday. I'm not sure there was much difference there. Still same number of days off, but the fact, Chris, that and, and Rob, that you had to prepare these guys to play a noon game what kind of went into that to have to do everything a little bit differently, right, than you're yeah. used to doing? Well, noon game uh, and also the hotel that we stay at at Rhode Island is a solid 30-minute drive from, from the arena. So if you're when we do shoot-arounds there, 
You know, it's 30 minutes to get there. Hour shoot around 30 minutes back. That takes up a lot of time. We didn't do shoot around, of course, yesterday. So we considered leaving Friday night or Saturday morning early and practicing at Rhode Island, but their women had a game. Uh, so we weren't going to be able to get on the court until the evening anyway. So we practiced here and, and went up and then just went over. So, But it's a lot. And, and we talk, right as soon as the St. Joe's game ended, we, we did talk to the guys about trying to make the noon t- tip off our advantage. Um, you know, it's not that it's good or bad. It's just different enough. And mm-hmm. it, it might be the only one this year. I'm not sure. Uh, it's different enough to make it our advantage. And uh, we just wanted to concentrate on that and try to really, you know, get to the arena early, have breakfast and, you know, be showered and ready to go. Uh, and hopefully hopefully it worked out. I mean, who knows? But but it is something that was is very different, and especially with a quicker turnaround and with no ability to get into the gym early. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel, and this I'm saying this knowing that we don't have one at home, right. that it's an advantage for the visiting team, actually, uh, to get on the road. You're together. There's nobody else around. Uh, you just follow the itinerary and go in a situation like that. Yeah, you could be right. You, I think I think there is there is something to be said for that because when, when you're on the road, you're just – you're just worried about the next time you have to be in the lobby anyway. When you're at home, you have more things to consider, I guess. All right, Matt, how about it? Uh, what was it like? Are you a morning person, first of all? Not exactly. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> I like my sleep. Yeah. I don't think I've found a student athlete yet who says they're a morning person. So you're in the unanimous majority on that. How did you handle that? Now, you guys have done things in the morning. Before you've lifted, uh, practice Saturday was at 11 a.m., let alone playing at noon. I'm sure, you know, in your high school days and AAU or whatever, you played games all day long that probably started at 8 in the morning. So how did you handle Sunday? Yeah, like a few of us got up and lifted before breakfast on yesterday too. So I feel like that got us kind of awake with Jay. So I, I kind of liked it actually. I, I like getting straight to the point right to the game rather than driving to the arena, then driving back to the hotel, eating again, getting taped and all that. So I didn't mind it really, personally. Yeah, uh, not bad. And obviously it worked out well, it worked out well for the Spiders. So well done. However, it was orchestrated. It worked out uh, just well. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more with Matt uh, Grace. We're just after 6 o'clock, about halfway through. Spider Talk live from Glory Days Grill. Again, a reminder, no show next week because the Spiders are on the road. We're back here two Mondays uh, from tonight. Back with the second half of our show for tonight in a moment on ESPN Richmond. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill on the West End at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the South Side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a $5.99 burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for $5.99. Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday is a half order of nachos for $5.99. And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at $9.99. Glen Eagles is also featuring the men's basketball spider sports line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. My teenage son only has one brain, and it'll keep developing through his mid-20s. But if he uses e-cigarettes, the nicotine in them can impact attention, learning, and memory, and can prime the brain for addiction. So I've talked to him about staying away from e-cigarettes, because my son only has one brain. Learn more at cdc.gov e-cigarettes today. 
A message from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and this station. Hi, Vicki. How's your knee doing? It feels better, doctor. Those painkillers worked great. I was hoping to get some more. We're being very careful with prescription painkillers. Let's continue with therapy and off-the-shelf anti-inflammatories for now. Prescription painkillers are America's newest epidemic, causing abuse and addiction for millions. The smaller the dose prescribed and taken, the better. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Visit orthoinfo.org slash prescription safety. Whether you shout for the Spiders or root for the Rams, we're talking local college basketball all season long on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The timeout's over. Time to talk more Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Uh, if you're the Spiders, what Coach Mooney's probably telling these guys to settle down, keep running your plays. You've been executing very well. And then on defense, get back, transition back to defense. They can't get by you in the half-court game. They've been really solid half-court defense. Following the spider timeout, Gilliard across midcourt to Golden. Down low to KO for a two-hand dunk. How about that play out of the timeout for the Spiders? We'll take that one. KO in double figures for the first time in the past five games. He's got ten. And Nathan Kale went on to finish with his first career double-double, 19 points, 11 rebounds to pace the Spiders yesterday at Rhode Island. The other Canadian, Matt, you must feel pretty good for Nathan Kale and his performance yesterday, huh? Yeah, of course. Great to see him do good. Remember I gave him a nice chest bump one time after he got an N1? That's my guy. Oh, he loved that N1, didn't he? I mean, he was screaming after that play. He's a little soft-spoken, kind of like you are, but he was – he liked that one. He did. And Chris, so did how about the play out of the timeout? We just we just played that that highlight. They were making a little bit of a run. You come out of the timeout, perfectly executed play. Was that the way it was drawn up on the sideline that ended in the dunk by KO? What was that from Nick? Yeah. Uh, from yeah, right. Um, yeah, that was that was you know we had we had run the play earlier in the half, probably five minutes of game action before, and Tyler was in and he cut a little bit late. Uh, or reacted a little bit late, and um, uh, we Rob had I think had suggested we go back to it, and and Nate made a nice cut, great great play, and uh, so yeah, that was that was that was a nice play, and again with a veteran team, those things kind of work out a little bit more for you than, than with a young team. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, Canadian pride factor like amongst you and, and Nathan Ko on this team, Matt? I mean, yeah, we always talk about how great Canada is, how much how much we're excited when we get to go home and stuff. So it's nice, it's nice having another Canadian out there. What was it like going home? Did you take Andre with you? I yeah, think yeah, he came yeah. Home so with tell me. us a little bit about that and and how that was. I think that was really important for for Andre to be able to spend the holidays uh, with his basketball family because he obviously couldn't get home to Finland. Yeah, so it was nice to have him back home with us. We just you know did the regular Christmas thing for the three days we were home, but I think he had a good time and hopefully. It was good. How important is that to the, the overall program, Chris? And I know you promote that family atmosphere so much, and it means so much to these guys and their families. Yeah, it's really nice. And, uh, you know, Matt's family to do that is, you know, that's, a, that's an extra mouth to feed. And uh, it was incredibly nice of them and, and, you know, very much appreciated by Andre and all of us. I think they both went to the barber to get a haircut. 
and um, I think Matt's turned out a little bit better than Andre's. Oh, really? Oh, but oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> What's this week like for you, Matt? Uh, this is one of the bye weeks, kind of a little bit of a mini bye week, but still a bye week but no classes as well. How will you kind of approach this week with, with no games, but obviously you want to sharpen your skills and get ready for St. Louis on Saturday night? Yeah, so it's a lot of free time, a lot of time to get in the gym, do a lot of things, but also a lot of time to rest at the same like at the same time, get your bodies right for the next. How different is this whole three-week stretch or so with no classes, papers, tests, that kind of thing, where you can just kind of be a basketball player pretty much, right? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> no worries except basketball, no, nothing in the back of your head like a paper or a test coming up. No, Don't have to wake up to go to classes, just basketball. I like it. How challenging was your freshman year academically, and how different do you feel now halfway through your sophomore year? Um, this year I feel like I know what to expect more, kind of like with basketball. I didn't find it. It wasn't too challenging to me, but, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's better. It's <laughs> Sounds like you got a pretty good student there, but yeah, wasn't Matt, too Matt's, challenging. Yeah, Matt's one of the best students yeah. we've had and uh, and was had excellent um uh, scores and and grades in high school and has done really really well uh, to his credit refresh our memory on the recruiting process from either one of you guys actually of matt grace up in canada yeah so it was it was uh, it was in the spring and um we've signed some great players in the spring and uh we were you know we were in need and we were looking and we we watched some tape uh and had some connections in terms of his uh school and au program uh and then we uh as we found out more about him as a student and as somebody who would be interested, uh, we brought him down for an official visit. And if it's the spring of your senior year, you can work out with the coaches watching. Hmm. So not exactly a tryout, kind of, but not exactly a tryout. And uh, so Matt, came, so that's really a difficult spot for a prospect to be in. Uh, and so he came down and worked out and, um, you know, it's it's hard. I mean, you, you probably get out of breath pretty quickly because there's, you know, there's anxiety and um, also because you're tall and probably not in the best shape in the world. <laughs> but uh, he did he did really well, and you could see right away the skillfulness and uh, just how easily he moved and shot the ball and things like that. And so we were we were sold on the things that we had seen on tape and, and excited to bring him in. I think we have talked about this, Matt, but I'll ask you to refresh our memory as well and new 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 ears in our audience. Also, what was that "quote unquote" unofficial tryout like for you? What was running through your head? And, and uh, obviously, you did well. But how do you how'd you feel you did when it was done? Yeah, it, it was. It had its complications. That whole visit, like on my flight over, I was in Philly. My connecting flight got canceled, so I had to like. Welcome we, to America. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, Welcome to Philadelphia. Yeah, so we drove in. Didn't get in until really late. Then we had to wake up early the next day, do all the tour and stuff, had a workout, then had, I think we played four on four later at night. It was probably like eight or nine. I was probably pretty tired. So, was, <laughs> I mean, I liked it. So, yeah. And again, go back through the process of why, you know, why it was when that you signed and what actually attracted you to do this at the University of Richmond. Um, well, I just felt like it was a great fit for me. Um, the way they play, like, big guys like me, I saw, like, I watched tape on, like, Grant and, like, TJ in the past, and I felt like I had a chance to do something like that with my skill set and the way I play. So I felt like it was a good fit. The obligatory question, where did hockey factor in to your upbringing? Um, 
I did play hockey a bit, probably just until high school. I quit after that. My brother still plays today. So uh, it was a big part of my uh, early life. All right, let's wrap it up and finish by talking some basketball. Um, How good do you guys feel about where you were at the end of the non-conference portion of the season? And what are your thoughts now through the first two games of conference play and how competitive the league can be and how you got to be ready to go every night? Yeah, I feel like the league is really good this year. Um, and our non-conference, I feel like we did really well until the last two games. Those were kind of disappointing, but it was good to get the last two wins back. And, yeah, I'm just really excited to get through this conference. Was there some talk amongst you guys that, hey, it was a good non-conference, but we sure don't like the way that it ended with Radford and Alabama, and we have to respond to that? And then you add on the fact that it was conference games that you were going up against. Yeah, definitely. I think Coach gave us a good talk after uh, the Alabama game, kind of just got into us, told us about how we have to be men and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so we were just excited to uh, get to conference. and So far, you're men. Yeah, uh, it's been proven out. You guys are you guys are men so far. All right, all right, Matt. Thanks. We appreciate it. Go grab something to eat. Enjoy the week, but get ready for St. Louis. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Matt Grace, Spider Sophomore from Canada. Our guest on the Spider Talk with Coach Mooney. We'll be back with the two coaches. Some coach speak for the final segment of the Spider Talk tonight. Again, no show next week. Back the week after that, we're on the road next Monday night for the Tuesday game against Davidson. Back to Glory Days Grill in a moment on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge, or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit vabirthfatherregistry.com. That's vabirthfatherregistry.com. You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student-athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at richmondspiders.com and on Spider social media. It's been an amazing 25 years of the Freedom Classic Festival. 25 years of celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and other civil rights leaders. 25 years of empowering our community and educating our youth. Join us on Saturday, January 18th at VSU's Multipurpose Center for one of the biggest HBCU basketball rivalries ever between VUU and VSU. Heart-pumping basketball games, awe-inspiring drumline and choral performances, and much more. Get tickets now at FreedomClassicFestival.com. Serving Richmond and beyond for over 20 years, Bonaire Shell features a full line of automotive services. Check out BonaireShell.com, loaded with coupons, specials, and more to see all that they can do for your car and your peace of mind. And now with their Fuel Rewards program, you can save at least $0.05 per gallon on every fill-up. Learn more at FuelRewards.com. Go see the team at Bonaire Shell, 8762 West Huguenot Road. Go to BonaireShell.com or call them at 272-3232. That's 272-3232. This week, Crime Stoppers needs the public's help in solving a shooting that occurred in the city of Richmond. On November 24th, Richmond police responded to a shooting that occurred at 4209 North Avenue. The victim was transported to a local hospital where he was treated for his injuries. The detectives have received information about this case and need your help in identifying a person of interest. He is described as a black male, 35 to 40 years old, 5'8 to 5'9, around 200 pounds, and was seen wearing red pants and red jacket. You can see photos of him on the Crime Stoppers Facebook page. If you have information about this or any unsolved crime or fugitive wanted in the city of Richmond, 
Hanover, Henrico, Charles City, New Kent, Goochland, and Caroline County, call Crime Stoppers at 780-1000 or submit your tip through the P3 Tips app. The app is available for download to your mobile device. Both methods are anonymous and you could receive a cash reward up to $1,000. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and remember, we don't have to know who you are to know who they are. I'm Detective Derek Longoria of the Metro Richmond Crime Stoppers, and this is your Crime of the Week. Hey, Spider fans, don't miss the first Saturday night Atlantic 10 Conference Showdown at the Robin Center when your spiders battle the St. Louis Billikens on Saturday, January 11th. Tip off at 6 p.m. Join us for some high-flying, fast-paced action for the whole family and halftime entertainment with local mascots. It's a Buffalo Wild Wings Spiderlings Kids Club game, and members can bring a friend for free. Tickets are going fast. For the best seats, call 1-877-SPIDER-1 or visit richmondspiders.com. Buy your next SUV from Luck. Did you know that there are six different SUVs to choose from at Luck Chevrolet? From the economical tracks to the people-hauling suburban, Luck has an SUV to fit your needs, including the return of the all-new Blazer with six different trim levels for true personalization. See all the models online at LuxChevrolet.com. Call 798-9261 for details. Then go to Luck Chevrolet for a test drive. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. All right, we got about 10 minutes or so remaining on Spider Talk tonight. Bob Black with head coach Chris Mooney, associate head coach Rob Jones is with us. I've got uh, two questions scribbled on paper. I got one text from our good friend Ivan, but I got one subject I actually want to bring up tonight because we haven't talked about it much yet this year, and I love uh, hopefully giving our fans an opportunity to go behind the scenes with us a little bit, and Rob and I were talking about it during the break. Chris, you guys changed an awful lot of things this year, we talked about the defense. Rob was just talking about even how the assistants schedule, who scouts which team moving forward. The one I want to talk about is the changes you've made in the game day shoot around, in the preparation for the game. And we always mention the word shoot around. And the Spiders had shoot around before the game, and they just get shots up. But for years and years, you were doing it one tried and true way that, that's the way the Spiders did it for years and years. And you've changed that this year and I do wonder what went into why you did that and what the things are you're doing in that hour or so that you've got six hours before the game that are effective this year and and why you went in a different direction with it so yeah uh well we've always we had always done you know every for every practice at at Richmond we do a uh what we call a warm-up and it's it's a highly it's a high intensity kind of skill development um segment which lasts probably with with some defense probably about 25 minutes in the uh and it's very quick pace and high intensity and working on all the things uh you know it's nothing live but it's all layups and full court layups and passing and everything's really you know we try to hold the guys to a high standard in terms of you know the accuracy of their passes and their uh the difficulty of their layups and all that stuff so we did a mini version of that for a long time to start shoot around and then would go over, you know, usually we'll practice the first couple of, well, we'll practice the other team's out-of-bounds plays. Then we'll practice our um, first couple of plays that we're going to do and a top speed full court. And so we just kind of started to think about, you know, um, not, not, we didn't just have these discussions this summer, but over the course of time, you know, is it, 
you know, guys would be in a pretty good sweat at the end of shoot-around. And, you know, there are different theories. That could be good. That could be bad. And, you know, anytime you step between the lines, that kind of thing. And um, I, But I, we started to say, well, what, maybe we need a little bit more rest and maybe we should have something the day before that's pretty standard, hmm. the day of that's pretty standard. And we actually went and I met with the juniors and just asked them what they thought about it. And, uh, you know, they they – didn't have quite as much feedback as I was hoping for, but I think they were open to the idea that if we could do it somewhat lighter, so we still get we get more shots probably, and and we, there's movement, and we're but it's probably not quite as much to get your heart rate up, uh, and so we've just designed it to be a little bit of light movement. Uh, review the scouting report on the floor, the end line out of bounds plays, kind of go through our first play, half court, first two plays. And then we have three segments where we, uh, two teams, you know, a, a group is at one basket, a group is at the other basket, and a group is watching film. Uh, and so we, we rotate that after 10 minutes. And so it's definitely been lighter. And, you know, what we ask of the guys is that their concentration is really high uh, and the way they can kind of uh, show that their concentration is high is that they're talking, you know, and just make sure. Rob, Rob is always saying, you know, show, show your effort through your voice. And, and uh, so we make sure that we, we try to make sure that they're, they're engaged and talking and concentrating. And I think it's been pretty good. I think because they know, you know, as a side note, the old shoot around could have gone off the rails. So if somebody wasn't doing anything right, it could have gotten pretty intense pretty quickly. Whereas this one, there's less, there's less of a likelihood of that. So I think the guys are a little bit more comfortable in preparing for the game. How about from an assistant coach's perspective, Rob? We were talking about change. It can be difficult. You've been doing it one way for a lot of years now, and now it's different. And the assistants certainly have uh, plenty of voice, I would say, in the shoot-around process. Yeah, I think the one thing that the guys have really done a great job with is their concentration level, and we've also been able to individualize it for them. So when Coach mentioned watching film, so we're, the groups are kind of divided up a somewhat positionally in terms of who their matchups are going to be defensively. So each of those three different groups are watching film of the guys that they will potentially guard in the game. For the most part with you know, playing man-to-man defense, there's probably one of four guys that you're going to guard throughout the game mm-hmm. versus you know, watching a film where you're, you're looking at 12 different players. So it kind of narrows the field a little bit. And the offensive aspect of, of the shoot-around as well is a little bit geared towards specifically as to what those guys will, will probably do in the game or what we need them to do. Fascinating stuff. A little behind-the-scenes action for you. Let me go to the questions from our audience because we have about five minutes or so. Uh, one of the things you still do a lot in shoot-around is practice free throws, and it has certainly paid dividends this season, I think, we're still fourth in the country, even after yesterday, which wasn't one of the, the better days of the year, but still at 80% for the year and fourth in the nation. Um, coaches, what type of satisfaction do you get in seeing the confidence develop, particularly in young guys like a Matt Grace or a Nathan Kao from the free throw line? Well, I would say, you know, the satisfaction you get from their confidence developing overall is, is, is probably the best part of, of coaching. Um, and I would say specifically from the free throw line, you know, Nate has worked extremely, extremely hard uh, at his overall offensive game, but free throw shooting in particular. Uh, and our guys have, have worked hard at it. You know, um, you know, one thing that's real, the Quilly Athletic Center is really going to help the basketball practice facility is more baskets. And the Robin Center is my favorite arena in the country, but it's, it's a tough practice facility because we only have two goals. Uh, so the Quilly Athletic Center will have six goals and, 
um, we'll be able to get more shooting in there in the same amount of time during the course of a practice. Uh, we have we probably two years ago we changed how we practice free throws to a certain mm-hmm. extent, uh, and I think that's been a really positive step. Um, but again, you know, yeah, yeah, one thing is our, our probably only offensive number that's not great is uh, we don't we don't go to the line that often, and I'd like to see if we could go to the line a little bit more, especially since we're shooting so well, and hopefully we can continue that. All right, defensive-related question. So, Rob, certainly jump in on this one as well. With the depth that we have now and showing some full-court pressure that's been successful, would there be an expectation that you will use even more full-court pressure as the season continues? And just how does it become effective in that full court? Well, it's been, it's been very situational for us to this point in time. We have had games where we have every opportunity we have pressed. Uh, we've had other games where we didn't do it quite as much. I think our game plan going into yesterday was actually to press a little bit more, and, and those opportunities didn't, didn't quite show up in, in that way. Um, I think going into the St. Joe's game, we thought that the pressure was going to be um, important for us, and we probably pressed a little bit more than we anticipated hmm. in, in that game. So sometimes it doesn't always fit to the script as to what you would like for it to be. Um, but I think that's a little bit of a game-by-game thing, um, and, and I do think that, that that is a strength of ours, and we have guys that are, that are you know, adaptable to that. How much of it is the strategy and how much of it is the feel as the game unfolds, Chris? Yeah, well, I, yeah, exactly. Those, those two things, I think, as a strategy, you know, St. Joe's, we wanted to press every possession, and I think we probably had pressure at every possession, uh, really, because, you know, Ryan Daly, who's the leading scorer, uh, is, also brings the ball from this year, though he's not necessarily a traditional point guard. Mm-hmm. And we thought steady pressure on him would be would be valuable to us throughout the game. Um, you know, some games you're saying, um, you know, we played Auburn. We we're saying we better get back. You know, we, <laughs> we better get back there. And then you can kind of introduce your pressing a little bit more during the course of that game. But uh, obviously with some, you know, we've had some, well, my guess is that we've had some really a great deal of success when we've pressed in some in some late game or desperate situations uh and we want to keep that sharp you know um but part of that is probably because we don't press every single time and so giving giving teams a different look and the other part of it is it doesn't always have to cause a turnover right does it if it takes them nine seconds to get the ball across the yep. court now they're in a different kind of pattern or or they hurry up because they've exactly. only got 20 seconds to shoot the ball yeah right? for sure that that's one of the biggest parts is you know you just if, if especially if a big guy has had to go up and help them break mm-hmm. the pressure now he comes down now he gets repositioned and you know suddenly you're at 18 17 on the shot clock and you know you feel a little bit they can still make a shot but you feel a little bit different you don't have to guard for quite as long yep all right, last one comes from Ivan, and this really isn't fair because this is a question I think we could spend the entire hour on because it has nothing to do specifically with Richmond basketball. Tonight, Ivan wanted to know, Coach, what can be done to change the one-and-done rule that is in college basketball and guys staying one year and leaving? Yeah. Well, we're doing our part, you know what I mean? That's not, <laughs> that's not something we're encouraging. Uh, I, I don't think – I think letting guys go from high school is, yeah. is probably the best way, and, and I, I don't – I can't believe that it's not that. That's really? I think that's going to be the rule again soon, but I'm surprised that it's not the rule now. I think you could. I think you'd probably be allowed to do whatever you wanted to after high school, except go to the NBA. So, um, yeah, I think that will be that'll be the biggest change. You know, there there are these guys who are one and done. It's probably six to ten guys. Well, it's probably six to ten guys who who really get drafted a year. There are another few that probably think they are. Well, there are another. There are a lot that think they are and they're yeah. not. Yep which really starts to screw up the, the rest of the system. Um, but I think if you just th- – those guys who are 6 to 10, they're ready to go when they're 
probably when they're 15, mm-hmm. you know, when they're 16, 17, 18, these incredible talents, they should go. And, and, and hopefully the NBA can set up a really strong model of how to usher those guys into professional life a little bit better. Um, and this way, college basketball, I, I think the trickle down would be that, you know, if you weren't drafted out of high school, then you might need some time in college. Mm-hmm. Not that there's a rule or anything, but that maybe you, ha- you go in with a better understanding of how much time and effort you need to spend on your game. Well, would you be in favor of the college baseball model where you can be drafted after high school, but if you go to college, you're there for three years, couldn't be drafted again until after your junior year? Yeah, not really, only because I, I just think you should be able to go when you want to go. Now, you know, um, yeah, I, I just think you ought to be able to go whenever, whenever you can go. You know, I, I don't think there's they, – Including they out to, of high school. Including out of high school, yeah. Including out of high school. All right. Hey, quick comment uh, on on St. Louis. I don't know how much either one of you have studied it yet. Still five, six days away. They got a midweek game as well. But just quick thought on the Billikens who uh, survived UMass in overtime last night. Yeah, well, we played them twice last year away and in the conference tournament. And they're just, you know, different from us. Very strong, very big, very uh, physical. Um, You know, they really, they rebound tremendously. You know, they're the widest team in the league and so uh it's going to be very important for us to to do the things that we do well uh as well as be tough enough to to deal with their physical play rob is this your scout how much are you peeking ahead to st louis uh well it is not my scout but we'll uh you know we'll we'll start sitting down as a staff and watching film tomorrow tomorrow yeah all right well thanks for coming by tonight we appreciate it come back and see us thank you chris thanks thank you at the robin center on saturday night six o'clock against st louis Saturday night at the Robin Center. Again, no show next week. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Please take care of your servers. Mitchell Bradley on location. Matt Josephs in the studio. Thank you for producing for us tonight. Bob Black saying so long for Spider Talk. Talk to you Saturday from the Robin Center, Richmond and St. Louis at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN Richmond. So long, everyone.